Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm Renee Swanson, your host, and I'm so glad to have you here with us today. Today, I have such a special guest here. This this woman is such um, a dear part of my journey through uh, covert narcissism, and I'm so happy to have her here. She's been here before as a guest on the podcast, and I'm thrilled to have her back. This is Debbie Mirza, and Debbie, can you just say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me back, Renee. Yes, you're very welcome. And I look forward to this conversation we're about to have. Uh, Debbie is the author of the international best-selling book, The Covert Passive-Aggressive Narcissist. And I'm going to tell you, that book, I've read it so many times. I've highlighted and I've written in it all these notes. I heard it often called, in fact, the Bible of Covert Narcissism. So I'm I'm just thrilled to, to have you here. She's also written a book called Worthy of Love, also another fantastic book and the safest place possible. Debbie is a restorative coach. She's working with people who have experienced covert narcissism, working with men and women on this healing journey. And her work can be found at debbiemerza.com. And we'll we'll put that in the show notes, but we'll also talk about it again, you know, towards the end of the episode. She's got books, online courses, guided meditations, songs that actually she created and recorded to help with this healing process. She's got a YouTube channel. I think you just have a whole lot of different avenues going on here, Debbie, and I think that's fantastic. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much. So thank you for being here. And uh, if it's okay with you, let's just dive right into these questions. Sounds good. So someone sent in, uh, you know, their very first question to you is how to heal. The complexity of healing, especially if you have some contact still due to children. She said, I was so prepared for getting out, but being out of it and getting you back is a whole different beast. Yeah, and she's so right. And I'm looking forward to speaking to different parts of this. Um, yeah, I can definitely talk about what it takes to heal, what are the important steps and the important things to do. Um, and then also that is an added com- added component when you still have to see the person, you know, because you have kids between you. Um and yeah, I, I so know what she means because you, you can, it takes so much to get out of these relationships and it's so traumatic and so difficult and so emotionally charged. And then you get out and it's just a whole other animal like she's talking about getting yourself back. So yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, with her and anyone who's been through this will 100% relate to what she's saying. So thank you for that question. Um, So healing, I would say like the number one thing to begin with is information, you know, because this usually begins with, because with covert narcissism, most of us had no clue what we were dealing with because it's so covert um, and subtle, the abuse. And so usually it starts with someone saying, you know, you sound like you're with a narcissist or something just starts feeling off and you start Googling, you know, different things, just trying to figure out what's happening. And then once you realize, oh, okay, you know, narcissism, and then you discover covert narcissism, that's when usually we launch into, you know, a massive study on this subject. And that usually is where we start. And that is so important. It's important to just know 
what are these traits? What do they look like when it is covert? Because that's our first, you know, opening to healing. Because then when the person says something to us, or when there's some interaction and we start noticing, like, wait, I'm not, I'm feeling something in my body, something's off. Mm -hmm. Then we can recognize, oh, I just read about triangulation. I see how this is happening. And I just read about gaslighting. Why am I suddenly questioning what I know to be true? <laughs> you know, right. but now after speaking to this, I feel all muddled. You know, so the information is huge to begin with. It truly is. Like I dove down that rabbit hole so hard of just, I yeah. can't get enough education and learning. Yes. Exactly. Cause there's just so much and it's so convoluted. We, we need that. And that also starts giving us strength too, to have that clarity and to start be able to see through things. Um, the second thing I would say is, well, there's like a few things. Um, this is a time to acknowledge and especially like she was saying, you know, once you get out, it's, you know, then there's a whole other set of issues that come up <clears throat> and we need to recognize that we've gone through trauma and that has affected our body, mind, spirit, heart, all of us. And mm -hmm. when you've been through that much trauma and it's, you know, there's PTSD and there's complex PTSD and complex PTSD is when you've experienced something over a period of time, you know, um, it wasn't like one isolated incidence and that's something to search too. Like what are those symptoms? Because most of us have a lot of those symptoms. Um, and so we need to recognize our body has experienced this and we need to treat it with, in a way that honors that you know, and, and what that looks like is we need to slow down. Our yeah. body's just been beat up basically emotionally and psychologically body and, and mind, so, body and mind, all of it. Yeah. yeah. And so this is a time to really up the self care when it comes to, I need to slow down. I need to do more in my life that helps my body calm down and that's different for all of us for me music is a huge thing i love guided meditations um nature is so effective for all of us you know it just has a calming effect and also helps give us clarity movement whether that's you know aerobic or just stretching, you know, maybe slow walks, you know, maybe just really starting to be very attentive of your body. Mm -hmm. What am I needing? What feels like too much? What would feel nurturing for me right now? You know, really becoming your greatest caretaker that you've ever been in your life before, um, which then will help with another aspect of healing is we need to really relearn what love looks like, what caring for ourselves looks like, because we haven't experienced that. And most of us come out of these feeling like we're not even worthy of that. You know, we're not worthy of kindness. We're not worthy of care. And so that those things need to be changed and healed for us. 
And a lot of how we do that is changing how we speak to ourselves, how we take care of ourselves. Um, so that's that really starts a whole new journey that ultimately brings us to an incredible place of strength and connection with ourselves that we haven't had before. And, you know, she talked about having kids, like that's such a beautiful gift. We actually give our kids by changing the way we treat ourselves because kids pick up on everything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you they know, do. yeah, my kids have often brought up at different times in my life how different I am now, you know, yeah. um, after working on myself so much. And they're watching and they're feeling and they're seeing you know, life will bring things to us that are difficult and painful and people and circumstances. And they're watching what we do with that. And and I don't say that to put pressure, pressure on people because I know sometimes a lot of us are, can be like perfectionists and hard on ourselves. It's like, Oh gosh, I got to do this perfectly. And that's not what it's about. <laughs> no, that actually is counter counterproductive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we're used to that. We're used to having to be perfect for other people. Right. And, and we are perfect <laughs> just the way we are. Just the way we are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I'm just wanting to introduce kindness. The more kindness and self-care, the more your kids see that. And that helps them know how to respond to things in life. Oh, I am important. Mm -hmm. I do need to take care of myself. It helps when I'm kind, you know, things like that. That's what I was trying to say. And, and then another component too is um, support. You know, when we go through things like this and we start learning about covert narcissism, our eyes start opening to other relationships in our lives, <laughs> you know, this for me began like many of us with one relationship. And the more I understood it, I started noticing, oh my gosh, you know, a childhood friend, family members, you know, mm -hmm. different things I didn't see before. And so mm -hmm. as far as support, it's so important that you surround yourself, even if it's one person that you feel so safe with, and you feel like your heart is always treated well with them. They aren't someone that you end up um, giving all these excuses for, giving the benefit of the doubt. You know, I think of my, you know, I have a couple of best friends, but um, I just think of, you know, one friend I've had, Liz, I've known since um, sixth grade. That's in America. So I don't know what age is that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, 10, maybe 11. Mm -hmm. um, and not once have I felt unloved. Not once have I felt judged by her. She's been a consistent source of love for me. You know, there have been times Amazing. where it's like, oh, she's been busy or going through things, you know, where it's like, oh, I, I get it. But like all of us, but the overall with her, always love always you know mm -hmm. i am so important to her just like she is for me and so we need even if it's one person just a consistent picture of love so during this time that you're healing you know know that you have permission 
to not get back to people that aren't feeling good to you, to be very selective and choosy as to who you talk to, who you spend your time with. Um, And if you don't have anyone like that in your life, looking for, you know, a support group, you know, Renee has a support group. I started a support group. Both of ours are on Facebook mm-hmm. or local groups. You know, meetup.com is one place where you can look for that. Um, or even just other meetups or groups in your area that don't have to do with narcissism if you can't find that. But just something where you feel supported and loved and the people care about you. So yeah, that's really important to not go through this alone. Yeah. Or a therapist or a coach. Yeah. I saw a meme just this week, actually, this last week that said uh, something along the lines of how awesome would it be if our success was actually um, was actually decided by how safe we can make the people around us feel. Uh, I love, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, can you my. imagine if everybody saw success that way? The world would be completely different. Totally know? different. There would be no narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So the next question is, um, how do you start a new life? Meaning, you know, it, it's, it's new, but it's not quite your own yet. You're still so empty. But what do you do in this in-between time after you move out of toxicity and you're setting up that new healthy place? Yeah. Yeah. I love this question. Yeah. And I love the acknowledgement that there is an in-between time, mm-hmm. you I know? Too. Yeah. Cause there really is there, there is a time where as you're noticing these other relationships that are unhealthy, you start kind of stripping yourself of them and it can, you can go through a real lonely period where you can feel really alone. And, and I spiritually believe we're never alone. Um, but I know that feeling well, (laughs) you know, very despairing times, um, very, you know, deeply despairing. And a lot of us get to very, very dark places. And that's a really common thing. I know I did myself. I definitely reached a place where I was done. I didn't want to be here anymore. And I think if it hadn't been for my kids existing, you know, um, Yeah. And so I feel like saying that to acknowledge if you're feeling that you're not alone and that's a really common thing and just to keep getting up every day and it will get better. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say, you know, and, and during this in between time, you know, for myself with my own healing journey, um, I really went through a time where I didn't want to see anybody. I just, I, I kept my life really simple. I grocery shopped, I worked from home and I went into nature and I dropped my kids off to school and picked them up, you know, help them afterwards. But while they were in school, I kept things really, really simple. And I just recognized there's some reason, I think there are definitely like different stages to this healing process. I couldn't have done this right away. First, I was swirling. I needed information. Then when it was like I got out of the relationship, kids were in school, I had a moment and it's like, oh, just the flood of emotions that came, you Mm -hmm. know, anger and rage and deep sadness and depression and um, lostness and aloneness and all that stuff. And 
that's really when that's actually when I wrote the safest place possible because I started doing really loving exercises that helped bring me back. And it also really helped change the way I talk to myself and treat myself. And so I actually had a friend say, you should write all this down. It would really help people. That was my very first book when I was like, well, even if it just helped like 20 people, I'm all for it. And so I wrote that, that during this time, which was helpful for me to do as well. And, um, so we need that quiet time. You know, if you don't feel like being with anyone, honor that, you know, as long as you're, you know, you're safe, you're not going to harm yourself. Like take that alone time and take that time in nature, you know, yeah. this is, and yeah, sorry. It's okay. It's okay to do that. It's okay to give yourself permission for it. What I was going to say is I love in your book, Worthy of Love, that you you coined that phrase, uh, cocooning. And the first time I read that, I just, my heart just warmed. Mm, yeah, exactly. Just like recognize, you know, it's, it's almost like this, this feeling of you've just been in battle, especially if you went through a divorce, which is so difficult with a covert narcissist and it's so traumatic and so cruel, just all the cruelty and the mask coming off more and they become more over and you're, it's just so shocking mm -hmm. their behavior. And then we all know it doesn't end after the divorce, after the separation, after the discard, you know, they continue to right. punish you, attack you. And you know, I did want to say, I just realized now I didn't address the very first question when she said, how do you deal with it if you still have to see them? I would say like, that's another way of learning self-care for yourself. And one thing I always say is any interaction where you have to speak with them, keep it only business. Don't talk about emotions. Don't tell them anything personal. Become like that. Do that gray rock method. Right. And if you don't know what that is, it's like, just become a really boring person, become right. robotic. <laughs> right. And, it, you and know? it's effective. It it does work. It's a boundary that's for yeah. you. The boundary is not for them. The boundary is for you that you won't overshare and that you won't, you know, ask open-ended questions and that kind of thing. That's right. That's right. And what it is, the reason for it is it helps you keep your energy to yourself because they are energy vampires. And they will suck and drain the life out of you, as we know. Um, and so by you, like even like you hearing my voice, I have a lot of life in my voice. As I'm talking, I'm using my hands. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and so narcissists love me <laughs> and want to be around me. And they see that life and they feel that life and they want it, you know, because they're not accessing their own. And so, for example, I'm going to go gray rock for a second right here. And I'm just going to talk about, yes, we go through healing and we need to cocoon. And yes, um, then we do this. So you can feel the energetic difference. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> When I went into that mode. Yeah. yeah, like my energy stopped. Like it stayed with me. None of it went out in front of me where you would feel it. Yeah. You know? That's a really good so, description. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not giving it away to anyone. And, and that's really the reason the thought behind 
gray rock. Gray rock. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for addressing that. Debbie, thank you so much for, for being here and answering these questions. We have so many questions, you know, that came in on this. I was just blown away by the number of questions. And, and what we're going to do is just kind of make this a little bit of an ongoing series where uh, these parts of uh, these questions and these series will just keep coming back. So everybody, please just stay tuned to the podcast and you'll hear these, you know, part ones, part two. I'm not going to number them. We're just going to put them out there and, and let them come back as we can and as fits in my schedule and, and Debbie and your schedule. So keep listening for these questions, but Debbie, thank you so much for being here. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah, that was such a great conversation. And I, I was blown away too by all the questions and there's just so much there. And yeah, I'm hoping that was really helpful for people. I think it will be. I think so too. Yes. And there's so much there. I think we could just talk for hours and, and maybe even for days. Yeah. So- <laughs> so Debbie, tell um tell us how do people find you if they're interested in your work? How would you want them to to go about reaching out to you? Yeah, definitely the the best way um to find all my offerings, I would say, is debbiemirza.com, my um website. And yeah, and if I would I would recommend if people wanted to cuz I have different things coming up this year that I that I haven't done before, I'm going to start a support group actually through Zoom calls with Linda Barnes. She's amazing, who runs my support group on Facebook. So that's something to look for. I'm also going to start group coaching with Worthy of Love. Um, so the best way I would recommend is going to my website, subscribing to my newsletter, which is free. And that's where you'll always get alerted through email if there are new things coming up. But my website's the perfect place to find, you know, the books and the courses, the meditations, the music and everything too. Okay. And the link for the website will be in the show notes for all of these podcast episodes. So it's very easy for you to find it there to everyone. So awesome. Okay. Well, Debbie, thank you so much. And uh, everybody out there, I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are CNG as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.